Welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Zulu podcast. In this episode, I got my great friends, Trije and Ernest, the godparents to our daughter. They step into the studio to talk about their very unique military marriage. And we go into a lot of different subjects. It was so good that I had to break it down to two different episodes. So here's part one for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the studio, Trije and her lovely, respectful, great husband, Ernest, who I would say is the uh, king of your castle over there, right, Trije? Always. Yeah. So, hey, welcome to the uh, to the makeshift studio. And, um, you know, I'm glad you guys are here because, you know, as we were talking on the phone about when I invited you guys, right, Trije, I reached out. I was like, hey, you know, you got to come on. you my girl and everything. Then Ernest hit me back a little while later and you were like, yo, 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 hold on, Josh. What are y'all about to talk about? What's about to go down? I want to be sure that my woman is uh, not getting crazy on the mic or anything like that. And you had some concerns, right? And I think they're legitimate. But then when I asked you like, well, Ernest, you could come too. You changed your attitude real quick about it, didn't you? I wouldn't say real quick. It was more so... (sighs) I was just looking out for her future, you know. (laughs) But why? Why are you so scared of my thoughts? I'm not scared of your thoughts. Your thoughts are fine. If I didn't agree with most of them, we wouldn't be good. It's just, you know, just her thoughts and my thoughts. uh, They're not always widely accepted because I think a lot of people don't accept truth. Yeah. You know, and and that's something... um, about that I'm trying to keep keep in this podcast is like just keeping it real, keeping the truth. Because, you know, I don't want to sound like some uh, SJW person, you know, social justice where talking about, oh, speak your truth or anything like that. But it's interesting hearing um, couples like yourselves or any couple when they get together and they start talking about what where their personal feelings are about things and then hearing a couple's opinion about a certain topic and how they might vary, you know, being the same or differing. But um, so, yeah, that's why I wanted you guys on. But also, more importantly, right, because we'll get to Trije. But, you know, I talked when I was talking to you on the phone about coming, something I said was like, you are the husband to the service member. And something that I don't think is appreciated enough or spoken enough about is civilian husbands of, of a military woman. So, like, uh, why don't you, like, expand on. On what your life is like, man. Like, how, how, why have you been holding it down? You know, going to school, everything that you've been doing, you know, and, and just sticking with her for the 16 years. Because, like I said, other than you, I cannot think of, I could think of one other person. Um, don't know that person well, but I could think of one other person where the husband is a civilian married to the military woman. And has followed them around. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. You know what I mean? It it, it always sounds bad, but it's not. It's not like you hold it down. Like you've packed up and you've gone where you need to go and everything. So like take take us through that a little bit. I think the, it is different uh, with respect to, you know, like the military culture is usually a little bit different. Yeah. Um, But uh, I don't even know if I want to say I hold it down because, you know, what she, she will say she has a, what do you call it? Your second job or your second shift? Yeah, she second shift when I get home from work. Um, so it's not like, you know, I'm at the house baking cookies and, you know, making dinner. I, I won't claim to be that person. Okay. Um, 
But I would say it's not really set up for males at all. Um, the, the spouse, the spouse isn't set yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, like, so ever since we, you know, we've been in this since what, 2004, 2004. So, Every base we've went to, like they, you know, like always, they always have that. What's that? A uh, fleet and family support. Ombudsman, you talking about? Well, no, fleet and family support, and then the ombudsman mm-hmm. and stuff. It's pretty much all the resources they give for spouses, and all the groups, the support groups, and you know, that's supposed to help you with the transitions and stuff. Every time you move to new bases, they're female centric. Yeah. So like, they'll have like, oh, mommy and me classes, and like, uh. Uh-huh. Like wine and paint, they there's nothing really okay. Hey, but you know, bros poker night, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get like, it. Like or just resources in general too, because when it came to education, I felt like that's where it was really lacking. Um, because if you actually seriously wanted a career and actually wanted to do something other than like MWR or something just small or a part time job, the resources really didn't reach that far. Uh-huh. Um, especially a lot of the resources they're considering it to be temporary work. They know you're going to be here for the next, you know, two to three years and you're right. rotating out. Um, so pay. So the, the higher I moved up in chain with my education and just career in general, it made it really difficult to find work. You know, you know, luckily I stayed um, before I switched positions and, you know, switched careers due to my uh, degree. Um, when I was a fitness specialist, that's the only thing that kind of made it easy in the beginning um, because I was able to work for the for the Navy. So that transition, normally I would already have the next position before we even transferred. Or okay, yeah. Because I would just call. I'm like, hey, look, I'm coming through. And once I made a name for myself, I used to teach like the, you know, the CFO courses and stuff. It was easy to transfer for the most part. If they didn't have a position, they usually will make a position. Um, but you kind of have to do that at stuff on your own because the the resources just they just didn't they didn't work. Yeah. So when you, when you say the resources, like you said, it's just feel like it's woman centric, as in like most of the jobs being advertised were I, like I, like I'm you know woman centric or what. I or just that. lack of resources. Because, I mean, let's be real. A fleeing family does a lot of great things. I ain't here to knock them at all. But they are strapped to certain, you know, how long their reach goes. And if it's something for you that is not in that field at all, right? Like you said, you were doing uh, uh, health stuff first, right? If they have nothing lined up in that area, then wh- what can they do for you? Yeah, I wouldn't say female-centric when it came to, like, uh, employment. You know, the employment is just general employment. Right, okay. um, I'm saying, like, the other, like... Like, career. uh, Not even just career. Like, they would have support groups and stuff. Because, again, Mm -hmm. a lot of times these people, you know, the the spouses, you know, you're on deployment. Yeah. And if you have a single spouse that doesn't have kids or does have kids, they probably need help. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just moved away from all their friends and family, so they don't know anyone. And so, you know, they'll have, oh, you know, a uh, social night. Right. But did you ever go to any? Did you ever test any out just to see? <laughs> no, he used to ignore all the emails. <laughs> because, it, like, I would call, and, like, usually you could call and talk to the ombudsman and stuff. And then I'm just like, and I'll ask them, and, and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be up front. Like, yeah, it's not really set up that way. And then also I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable because if, you know, it's, a, it's you know, girls trip or girls, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. And I'm just this lone guy sitting 
in the corner. Like, hey man, maybe, maybe you're just trying <laughs> to paint a picture of a rainbow and sip some wine, man. Like, no, I get it. Like I said, it, it, I think it's a failure of the Navy where a lot. It just, it may, like I said, it might be ombudsman, it might be you know fleet family, whatever, but not catering wide enough to the audience because they say you're the only one I know. But like I said, one of two. It might be happening more. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But even even you know, a lot of times, uh, military women are married to a military husband, right? The dual dual mill, mill to mill. Well, if that if in in our situation, Navy, right? If that wife is on the sea sea duty and deploying, that husband needs the same break and the same opportunities afforded to him that the that on the other side, the wife, you know, the wife, the mother would need right yeah he needs the the wine and, and paint night or the poker and cigar night but again like i mean again I, it's not like i'm up to date on every monthly newsletter but who, who's seen that before and and i wouldn't say that i'm up to date with it anyway like like she says normally at, at some point after the first few years i was just like you know what? right you, you figure out what works for you yeah. and, and you carry on yeah but um and I wouldn't say it's really Fleet and Family because I will say um, Fleet and Family does do a lot outside of just the spousal career. So if you look past that stuff, so I had to start doing that, especially once yeah. I became an engineer because I gave up three positions to move here to San Diego. I was salty. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> because I graduated in Chicago. So, you know, I did my internships in Chicago. So, you know, pretty much all the tech companies out there were like, hey, look, we got you. You know, these are the starting salaries. And, you know, toot my own horn a little bit. I graduated with honors, magna cum laude. So, like, I had connections there. Yeah. So it was just easy. I already had stuff lined up. And then, you know, but she already had shifted out here. I knew I was coming to San Diego. So I knew, already knew I was turning it right. down. And I let them know. They was like, well, what if we, you know, give you this or this? You know, they were trying to ease it. But at that point, that distance was way too much. Uh, but when I came here, of course, I still went to Fleet and Family. I was like, look, do you guys have anything from mechanical engineers? They were like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but what they did have, so I was like, okay, if I was, this is what I started looking at is like recently retired military. Mm-hmm. You guys have technical jobs, a lot of technical jobs in the military. So they did have job fairs for recently retired military or like more tech type. Now, there usually wasn't engineers, but the companies were engineering companies. So what I did when I got to San Diego is I went to Fleet and Family and I talked to them and I was like, okay, where's where your, you know, your tech type jobs? And then were those uh, those resources? So I start going to the job fairs. Now, granted, I would walk up and they'd be like, "We weren't expecting an engineer," <laughs> but right. I was like, "Hey, look, I already looked at you guys' website. You guys have certain openings because you know I'll research before I go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll research what openings those engineering companies who wasn't technically coming to this job fair to look for engineers, but if they had openings, I'll be like, "Here, here's my resume." So they did help in that aspect because. Um, Especially, you know, it was weird, too, because since I, you know, went back to get my degree, back when I was searching for jobs back in the day, you know, everything was face-to-face. This new age is all on the computer. Yeah. And you it's no name or face to the name. So uh-huh. what the job fairs kind of helped was I'm in front of you, I can talk to you, and I can convey this information to you. 
and usually get a rapport with the person. And normally that kind of eases your way into the door and push that, that foot forward. Cause I would say I got a lot of callbacks from doing it that way, but I just couldn't look at what they were advertising for the spouses. I had to look at, okay, what else are they advertising for just military members as a whole? Okay. What other resources? And they still do other things. So I don't want to put it like they're not, you know, providing good. Yeah. 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 No, that's not what we're doing. So, yeah. Um, but I do feel like they do kind of have to revamp it because, you know, how many female sailors do you know? And you're just in the Navy, just yeah. you know, service members in general. It's a lot of them out there. So, you know, you can't just cater to one group, even though if that's the uh, the majority. Yeah. And, you know, um, this is something, you know, uh, I don't think I've ever talked to you, Trisha, about it. But I, t- I talked to somebody one time, a, a female service member, about um, it was like a young J.O., and she was like, oh, the dating scene is miserable because it's all like college guys working two jobs at a Froyo, Fro, Froyo frozen yogurt mm-hmm. and security at night or something, right? I was like, I get that because, you know, you're, you're an officer, right? You're going places. You're doing things. You have a career. Right. And a, as a female, even enlisted, doesn't even matter, officer, you, you do have a career. You're getting a paycheck. And it, I find it like it might be tough. I mean, you got, obviously, I know you guys – Dated like right after high school or whatever, right? Kind of high school sweetheart ish story ish, yeah. like, you know, loose quotes, right? But um, you guys met young. Mm-hmm. Plenty of women do not meet or you know have the high school sweetheart story. It's kind of you know their first boat boo or, or the guy in a school. Or, a school. And, and I feel like the market is just kind of like small and trapped for them. And they don't have the opportunity or they don't take the opportunity to kind of like get out and find a civilian or something, you know. And a lot of times because a male civilian, 23, 24, 25, looking at a, a military woman who who is strong and independent and knows what the fuck she's doing, isn't going to put up with the same kind of shit as a civilian woman, right? They're not there to date and figure it out. You know, maybe they are. They're dating, having fun. But they know that in two or three years, they're pulling chalks and going somewhere else. And so it's kind of a shit or get off the pot guy. Yep. You know, so how, how, how do you think that, how do you think you handled that, you know, being that you guys got married uh, when, when you were in the Navy already, right? Like yeah, shortly after you joined? We got married prior. To or right before? Two days prior to me going to boot camp. <laughs> we'll pull that mic a little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. We got married two days prior to me going to boot camp. Wow. Yes. So, like, just, you just went on a whim and just like, fuck it. This is the one, and I'm joining the Navy, and, and you're like, fuck it. She joined the Navy. So, I'll meet you so after we, boot camp? If we want to go back a little bit, um, I was best friends with his twin sister. And, um, you know, we were both doing our thing, high school. She had graduated a year before me, along with him. So we were both doing our thing, dating around, and our thing was athletes and you know, the popular man and uh, you and his twin, me and his twin, right. Okay. Out there doing our thing. Uh, <laughs> hush. So I was <laughs> not, not really. I'm not, I'm I no consider different. myself very, uh, gifted at a young age to recognize the ways of those athletes and, uh, popular men. Right. And to, to really realize like, I mean, you know, you're not going to go anywhere with them. They're to you. They're just something to do. And, you know, let's be real about it. So at one point in time, hanging out with his sister, I saw him 
uh, not going to lie, keep it real, uh, wasn't my type, right? Wasn't the athlete, wasn't the popular guy. And all I seen, all I seen was him, you know, going to, you know, his sister's house, taking care of his mom who was sick at the time. He had a car and I would, you know, regular dress, not the, you know, the popular clothes at the time. And I just seen him going to take care of his mom, doing all those things. And I, I became interested. And I so you like, saw a man. I saw a man and I was like, I, maybe I, you know, maybe I need to change up my type. You yeah. Know, what I'm doing is not working for me. And he was cute too. So I was like, okay, I don't know why I did this, but I told his sister, I'm like, Hey, you know, like, you know, what's up with your brother? Kind of, you know, you know, what, what's his deal? And, uh, she told him, she told him, she's like, uh, Hey, you know, she, she wants to talk to you or whatnot. And so one day, uh, we were sitting on some stairs, me and his sister and he walked by and I'm not going to lie. I stopped him. I was like, Hey, so you can't say hi, but he stopped as well. Predatory. What did I say? I can't remember what you said. I said, do I know you? Oh, you did. Yeah. You did say like, that. Oh, who is this? You, I, granted, I do. I did know her. I'm not going to lie. Cause my sister was like, you need to holler because she keep asking me about you. I'm glad she told the truth because she normally lies about the story. Because she was she she at least my sister told me she was sweating me for a while. I, but you know I was I had other stuff. I had other stuff going on. You know I was doing my own thing, so I really wasn't worried. I was already in a relationship, so I'm like, yeah, you know. Can I tell the story? Can I finish? Oh my bad. Okay, so um, so yeah, so we end up having a conversation, and you know, I don't know if you had them. And, and where you were from, but uh, you know the little chirp phones, they're called like like, like the next tell, yeah, yeah, the next tell. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, those were the phones at the time, and so you was like Ernest, Ernest, come in. This no. is Trije. So <laughs> I got a I got a chirp, as you would say, from his sister's line. It was Ernest, and uh, smooth. smooth, yeah, from his sister's line. So, anyways, we began talking. Uh, liked each other, started developing a relationship. He'll claim to this day I wasn't his type either, which is fine. But we developed a relationship. And uh, one thing my dad always told me was, you know, don't ever change up your career moves for a man. You know, and I knew that I was going to the Navy at the time, but I ended up liking him a lot. So how many months or days was this before? Gosh, I don't like, even... were you already, you know, enlisted? Were you on the debt program or something? I, like I want to say I was already in the debt program. I, I can't remember. Like either I was already or I had just I just signed up shortly after. Yeah, because it was a while. Like we were still dating for a decent amount of time, and that, well, seriously, I won't say a decent amount of time, yeah. but um, that whole process from when we met and started, you know, hanging out and stuff, that was a decent amount of time. I can't remember. I remember taking her to the um, the recruiting office, and she had to do like the PRT little tech program things, and okay. you know all those things. So you so, was watching her; you knew she was going. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he knew I was going. So what was going? So you, in your mind, you're like, I ain't switching up. I, I'm not. Like, I like him. We're, we're, we're vibing this up, but I'm not switching up. No. I'm still going. And you are thinking, what, Ernest? Like, oh, this is a good time. I like her. She's leaving. Can't well, get re- can't wait to get rid of her. <laughs> no, so that's that's the funny thing is, um, since I was already predisposed, uh, I did air quotes for those that you can't uh, that can't see me. Um, since I was already in a relationship at at first, I really wasn't taking much seriously. You know, I was like, eh, you know, we'll see where this goes. But once we start getting serious, then I was like, hmm, you know, I don't know. 
to 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 his exact words, I will tell you, we both uh, kind of like our relationship is right now. We both are honest with each other right off the top. Okay, we both said, "Hey, I, I'm talking to other people. You know, I'm dating." And he told me, uh, which, in my opinion, just my opinion, that's very rare in a lot of men, right? Especially of his age at the time. He told me, "Well, you know, hey, I'm dating other women too." So you know, we were when we were together, we were together. Um, when we were not, we both knew what it was, but, uh, it, it was a day that he came to my house and he told me, he's like, I don't want to be with anybody but you. And I want you to stop seeing other people. And I guess that was kind of the turning point to where we realized like, okay, this is real. And then I had in my head, I had to make a decision like, okay, I know what my dad always told me, which most of the time, you know, I value his opinion. I follow his guidance. And, I, and, and still in my head, I was like, well, I'm, I'm still leaving, you know. And uh, one day I went to the recruiting office and I, I told my recruiter, you know, how I was feeling and, you know, I'm still leaving. And, of course, in Navy recruiter fashion, he said, well, you know, both of you guys can join. Or, you know, you can join. You can get married right now. And, and get that BAH. And get that BAH, <laughs> right? Oh, God. <laughs> hit us hit us with a sweet deal. And I'm not going to lie, being young at the time, it, it sounded great. And, you know, young love. And I thought I was never going to, you know, this this is it. You know, at, at 19. And, you know, we got married a couple days prior to me leaving uh, to boot camp. Did you go to uh, Chicago to see her graduate? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. But my parents didn't go. He was the only one there. You was the only one? Yeah. He was the and only see, one. Oh, and what actually happened, she skipped a couple parts. Um, I end up did, I took the ASVAB in, in the... Thinking about going. Thinking yeah, about joining. So I was like, there. I'll go. You know, we ain't from like the best of neighborhoods. Yeah, and yeah, such yeah, shows. yeah. You know, the opportunities are what they are. You know, I was in college at the time, but it still was like, you know... If I could get out of this situation, you know, and get, you know, because all the bad influences around when you're in the bad neighborhoods are still yeah. there. So I was yeah. just like, you know what, you know, it's my girl. So, hey, and then, you know, the like, like you said, the recruiter was like, hey, if you guys are married, you know, and then both in the service, they have to keep you within 50 miles of each other, you know, selling us yeah, know, yeah, all, yeah. all the goods. So take the ads app, blah, blah, and I didn't know. So the recruiter come out and he was like, Oh, like I sorry I'm messing with the mic, but he alert. I, yeah, I was almost I was I almost cussed. But um he was like, Hey, he took all the other recruiters, come see this. Like and I was like, What's going on? He was like, Bruh, this score? Uh, I was like, What job can I get? He's like, What job you want? <laughs> I got you. You about to be a nuke. Exactly. And that's what I signed up. Exactly. I was, I, yeah. There was like, I think at the time it was forty thousand dollar bonus. Nuke. I was like, sign my name. It didn't take much. I was yeah. like, oh, no. yeah, 40 grand. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> At 19, I was like, mm-hmm. grand? and I get half up front. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, yep, gone. Um, but uh, so sign the paperwork, um, get down to San Diego. Actually, they, they you know, they maps. Yeah. Went yeah, down yeah. to maps. Um, took another as app because, you know, they do the first as app in, in the office and the second as app at maps itself. I, I think it was like an 89 or something. I was actually mad about it. I was like, what the hell? Like 89? Wow. What the? Flexing a little bit. Yeah. You know? I was good with my like 42. <laughs> I'm all right. Exactly. I'm living. Exactly. But so <laughs> still good to go. You know, 
And then the, you know, I go through all the physicals and, you know, all the stuff you go Showed through. Showed him your butthole. You know, yeah, that, bruh, he didn't tell me in <laughs> the recruiter. I'm like, you could have told me. I knew you called it nuts and butts. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> no, that's just standing close to the yeah. person in front of you. But, that, but he I, said, like, drop them, yeah. turn around, split them. You was like, Off. what? I was like, <laughs> Like, Make sure me? you didn't have nothing up there. Yeah, I'm like, excuse me, sir? Uh, <laughs> you pay me? You know, this is not free. <laughs> but anyway, so I get to the last physician. And uh, and what so happened, happened. Uh, previously, I was in a car accident uh, when I was 14 that caused a lot of internal bleeding. Uh, it was a very bad accident. And um, pretty much I had adhesions a couple years later. So I had to get my stomach pumped. So ultimately, I had a, a pre- um, existing condition yeah yeah and i just got out the hospital a year previously than the time i was at MEP. so they were like we want to give it six months you know we want to wait to make sure that you don't end up on a submarine and we got to air vac you out because you know you got you're having issues yeah so i was like all right you know it is what it is i ain't gonna lie i'm glad i i missed that six months because i would have been on that sub but uh <laughs> After the six months, um, well, before the six months, so effectively that kind of changed our plans a little bit because it was like, okay, we're not both going in. And then, you know, she was like, uh, so what you want to do? You want to get married? Like, oh, you- oh, so it wasn't an actual proposal. It was just like a conversation. It wasn't a proposal. No. It was a, it was a conversation. Yeah. So, and we, we usually aren't shy to, to say, you know, we weren't ready at that time. Like, yeah. It, at eighteen, nineteen, you're not really in the right. Now, granted, I say we both were mature for our ages because we literally are having these conversations. But at the same time, I know that we really weren't ready. But it was, I had a decision to make because she she had told me she was like, you know what? When I first signed all this paperwork, I didn't have a reason to stay here. Yeah, you know. So I was just like, well, I still to this day don't know why. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know. I was like, she got me. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why. Sixteen years later, 16 he years said, later. he said, "Yes, I'll marry you, honey." Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then she, but I, I, I felt some type of way though. So we, uh, and this is how broke we were too. Because so <laughs> well, mom, yeah. I mean, you eighteen, nineteen. Who ain't broke, right? Right. Well, well she was. I ain't gonna lie. She kind of gave me from the beginning. Oh, your your mom. I forgot your mom. Yeah, she paid, paid for the the marriage license. Cause I didn't, so I was a broke college school uh, student. So like every time we went out, if you, so I had, I had all my bu- money budgeted for the month. You know, I, I work in that school and my money was budgeted, gas, food, everything. If she wanted to do something outside, like she was like, Oh, let's go out. I'm like, that's not in the budget. So, <laughs> and, and, and he's so serious. He's the same way. Now he has, he's, he's very strict on the budget and saving money and prioritizing money. So, yes, I literally had to pay when we went out. And that was money that I was getting from, from my dad. But I, I literally had to pay. And, you know, to this day, I call it a small investment, you know, because I don't have to pay anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, why, that's why I said she gave me because, like, we would go out to eat and she was like, oh, I got Tony and Trip. I'm like, yeah. and then to me, I was like, okay. Was like, okay. Wow, she good. She, yeah. Yeah. She, she don't mind paying here yeah, and there, you know, covering okay. down. I'll see you. This Probably. is a good 50-50 relationship. 50-50, yeah. this was 100. If it ain't in the plan, <laughs> I, I wasn't paying for it. So, I, I, But then I was like, What did I buy me. you? But now you're paying for it all the time. Yes, yes. What did you I know? buy you? In so you many know? different oh, ways. Well, the first, oh, what did we, our first date, we went to Wiener Schnitzel. 
What yeah. I buy you? I think uh, chili cheese fries. Chili cheese fries. Oh, you that's feeling that one? Yeah. Why? Why you over here like squirming in her chair talking about chili cheese fries? That's, that's, that's cute, how, that's how ladies. She got me. That's cute, ladies. Small investment. Remember that. In all honesty, with respect to that date, the chili cheese fries didn't do it. I, granted, I noted to self paid for you know food, but really she was really bony, and I didn't really do super skinny girls at the time. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. So I drop her off at her, her house or whatnot, and I hug her. Oh, and, my God. And really, when I hug, you know you know where my hands went. You know what I'm saying? No, where'd they go? <sighs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I got you. Say it. <laughs> to the boniest parts? No. You know, <laughs> of course. It, they, they slid down to her button, and at the time, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't know it was there because she wore basketball <laughs> shorts and stuff. Like, she was a tomboy. So, I was you got like. Got me choking on my dream. No, I didn't know it was there. Like, I was like, oh, okay. That's what really changed. I was like, okay. That's when I got interested. I was like, That's oh, when he was like, oh, yeah. hold on, man. <laughs> yeah. I could actually marry this. Yeah, I was like. That, oh, that don't feel too bad. Yeah, I've been tripping this whole time. Oh, like, you, all you wearing is basketball shorts and you got all that back there? Yeah. I, no, it's because I had a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this, you in something else there, girl. I had Come on. conversation with my brother-in-law because uh, when we first started talking, he was like, oh, she cute. I was like, Mleh. I don't know. She really ain't my type. You know, she got a full head and stuff. I, yeah. I don't know. She light skin, which, you know, was in at the time. But, you know, oh, it's still in. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, I, you know, I wasn't hurting. You know, I was pulling back then. You know, she says I wasn't popular, but, you know, I was I was thotting. So it really wasn't. But when 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 I hugged her, I went back to my brother-in-law. I was like, you know, she is cute. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling her. I'm kind of feeling a lot of it. That's a shame. But no, That is, isn't it? That's a shame. But to get back on track. Um, yeah, so when we made the decision to say get married, we broke. So, and again, I had a budget. I was like, I don't have those funds. So, you know, but I, me and my mom, and I've always been mature. So my mom kind of lets me make decisions, even at an early age. Um uh, because I had to be the man in the house. Uh, for those of you who don't know, pretty much my parents died at a, a very young age. My dad first, 14, my mom at 19. Uh, so I always had to just take a leading role. So if I made decisions, my mom, was she usually support me because she knew I didn't make decisions without a lot of thought. So I came to her. I was like, look. But was there a lot of thought in this? It, it was a lot to, of conversation. To you, a lot of conversation. But, like, I mean, by 19, but you get 19, married like – I mean, like, so my parents got married fairly young after, yeah. like, um, they knew, my parents knew each other in high school. They did not, like, mess with each other. Mm-hmm. They just knew of each other, right? And then um, they hooked up after high school. And, like, my the way my dad tells it, he, like, hitchhiked when he, he was in the Air Force already at that time. He would hitchhike from Tucson up to Phoenix to see her. Three months later, they're married. And like within a year, kid number one on the way. Within, are you what the oldest? Is it? No, no, you know I ain't the oldest. I'm, you know, I'm the middle child. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so you talk so to somebody, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because you know, I know you guys' story. You know, it's not the first time I heard it. I enjoy hearing it though, but it's interesting because there there are those stories that started at eighteen and nineteen, like y'all, that are still going where you guys are at now that are still going, that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, especially you got to think way back in the day, 50s, you know, 40s and 50s, 
it was a common thing. You you got with high school sweetheart, you got with whoever straight out called with whatever, and you started that family ASAP because depending on what part of the country you're from and, and the ethnicities and stuff, you needed to work farms, you needed hands, you needed something to keep right. it going, right? Um, which which is not what it is today. But still today you still find people that are like, Yep, that that's that's that my that's my everything right there. I'm eighteen, nineteen and, and that's it. And they're still going and it's awesome. But you know, the military aspect of it, we all know, we all see it mm. is a huge curveball, mm. you know, that just is ever present. Mm. That, that you're bobbing and weaving, trying not to get smacked by it. Same. So what what is some of the challenges, you know, that, that you both of you have faced on each side of being like the military part of it, Trije, and then being the civilian part of it, Ernest, that you guys haven't had to be like, man, like, this is fucking tough. This is hard. You know, and you like, you don't got to say whatever you don't want to say or whatever, but we all know there's challenges, mm-hmm. right? So especially like Ernest, especially coming, you know, from the engineering did you have any kind of second guesses of like, man, like when you're saying you're talking about you had shit lined up in Chicago. Was there any second guesses? It didn't sound like it when you mentioned it. Like you said, I already knew I was going to San Diego. So by that time, you had already been together for a while. Was that 2013? So almost 10 years, right? Because that's when I met you. Um, so was it already in mind? Like, nah, this is where I'm going. And was it like that from the jump or did it kind of work into that mindset? No, so... Like I said, I was salty, <laughs> but really at that time, yeah, it was kind of, I was already, my mind was made up, but uh, the context to it, the reason my mind was made up is because, you know, we kept moving and moving and moving and which, you know, I knew what I was signing up for. Yeah. You know, like back to your, like when I said we put a lot of thought as much as you could at that age, but um, I knew what I what it signed up for, but Honestly, that was most of the challenges that I would say we were having um, prior to that point um, was the moving and whose career takes precedence. Um, because those are the, like, honestly, we, at least that we, you know, a lot of stuff has happened since then. But, uh, like, at that time, we really, we didn't fight like most people were fighting. We didn't, because we were cool with each other previously. Like I said, we kind of started it. So we were friends because I knew her, I knew of her even before, you know, her, my sister told me, uh, she's trying to holler. So like, Oh yeah. You forgot to mention that one. Of, oh, I, stole, I was the I stole girlfriend it. of one of your friends. It, you know, it was, that's not relevant right now. Trisha. It's not, but my goodness, I, I remember telling her then the, their then boyfriend, he was like, oh, she's not like that. She's a good girl. She doesn't do anything. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, you ain't doing it right then, play Exactly. It's you. Like, it's you. <laughs> the saddest part, I'm going to come back, but the saddest part was we seen him after years later after we were married. We seen him in Walmart, and he was just, no, I seen him. She was, actually, she was on deployment or something, and he was just like, I. he looked at me just, with, and he had a girl with him. He was just like, and like, he asked me about her. That was his love. Like, he no, he adored this girl. So his girlfriend at the time got mad and walked away because he's like, oh, I uh, heard you and Trije got married and, you know, so-and-so. And then, like, he was like, how is she? And you could tell it was not um, it was not a, a – apparently his girlfriend at the time knew who she was. Oh, okay. So he was still feeling her. But, yeah, she always said, oh, you stole him. I'm like, I, didn't, I just told him apparently, you know, it was something different. 
Um, but back to let me bring it back because she she threw that out there. Um, the conversations would always go with regards to the difficulties. Um, would being the moves is like who career takes precedence. Yeah, because you know we're both very ambitious, but you know she'll be like, okay, I want to do this. This is the best thing for my career, and I'm like, yeah, you know. If I move again, because, you know, I got to establish myself every place I go. I'm building up, you know, rapport. And it's like, go. And I'm like, and I remember the move right before uh, we came to San Diego. We were in, uh, it was from Florida to Great Lakes. We bought a house in Florida. We kicking it, um, having a good time. We kind of built something out there. Um, and then I was progressing. You know, I was still working for the Navy at the time um, as a fitness specialist. But I was progressing up. And I was up for the management position uh, to manage the, you know, the the gym facility. So I ended up getting beat out by this uh, this girl with a master's. I was salty on that too because I was, they I made was me train her. <laughs> That's why I was salty because she was un- <laughs> she she had the master's degree, but she didn't have the work experience. So I had to train her. So I was really salty about that. But I remember she gave me and. I want to make sure she comes back and responds to this, but she was putting in orders to go to Great Lakes at the time, and she she didn't want me to get the job because it would be a reason for me to stay. Mind you, we bought a house, but then also, yeah. if it's a you know, I think it was going to be like double the pay. So, so she, like, she in her mind, she wants something good for you, but she knows she got to move and, yeah. and she got to progress her career. So. She was at that, like, she's always rooting for me. But at that point, I feel like she wasn't rooting for that position because she knew the conversation um, that would have came after that. Yeah. would have been difficult. And I remember I didn't get it. And she was, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad. I can't remember those are exact words. But I was just like, oh, really? Right. So I, I felt some type of way because I was just like, well. You know, it can't always be yours. And I was mad about the move to Great Lakes. I didn't want to go because she was like, and but it, I remember we had this conversation. I think she was already on debt or something gone. She was like, you said you were always helping me and support me. And, you know, this is the best thing. Like we, that was the sticking point in most of our conversations. I said what made it difficult was, again, every time if I make a move for her, I have to take a back seat and then vice versa. Um, once we got to Chicago, Honestly, Chicago was the best move. Actually, I, I'll go back. I was mad at the time. You liked it? Oh, yeah. But you fought me on it to begin with. Yeah, she, like, I, I told them that. Okay. And, um, I didn't want to go, but once we were there, I was like, oh, this like, best city I've been to as of yet. Like, if like if you want the city vibe and the yeah, city yeah, yeah. stuff. To well, do, yeah, so. it's, yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, I got my degree out there. I finished my degree. I started other places, but I did the majority of my engineering degree out there. But um, at that time, I had to be selfish, though. And I told her I was going to be why she and it, which at the beginning it was easy because RDC, you know, she'd be gone for 15 hours. So if I'm studying, she not really, you know, whatever. Yeah. It didn't really change until she was getting time off or she went on like a, I forget what they call it, but when you're RDC. Hold, you, hold job. Yeah. The whole job. She, she had more time. So she went to spend with me and I'm like, I'm studying. Like you, you we was cool when you was working all the time, but I, I ain't got time to be talking. Uh, cause I think that's what people like, that's really what that degree, it's not a, like, it's about intelligence, but for the most part, they're trying to get you to quit the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I remember she would always say, you could have got a B 
and spent more time with me. I'm like, no, nah, I'm getting this A. Like, I'm paying for this education, so I'm going to get it. But that's really what made it difficult, just those decisions. And at that time, we end up, she got, you know, after, you know, she finished up with Chicago and Pushing Boots, she got transferred to San Diego. So I'm like, I'm not finished with my degree. So I stayed because I was like, I'm not moving again. Like at the start up again yeah. somewhere in because every time you transfer credits and like yeah, they want yeah. you to do an extra class just with them well, or they want their a new school wants their money yeah and and that was a thing with uh, with California so I'm already an honor roll student I'm in honor uh, um, honor societies and stuff and I'm killing it I'm killing it so you know like I said I did you know internships I'm doing great at a uh, UIC shout out. Um, so I call out here. I'm like, okay, let me at least try. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to transfer because I really like our engineering program in Chicago is fucking spectacular. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll transfer. Because when I knew how much time, I knew it was going to be a year and a half. I was like, I can't. I don't want to be away from my wife for a year and a half. Usually, the, you know, two months, you know, first two months of deployment, you know, you kicking. You ain't washing no dishes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, you know, ah. Like, I'd be like, listen to that, silence. You know, <laughs> having a good time, having a drink. After the two months is usually for me, I'd be like, all right, I, you know, I want my wife back. So someone got to do the dishes is what you were <laughs> yeah, thinking, right? Exactly. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> don't, don't she tried to make it sound like I don't. No, but that's know. what it is. It's not just that, though. <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie and say, yeah, I don't like that. I you want to give her that hug again. Yeah, that, you know, I want the hug, <laughs> but I ain't going to lie. You know, I think, you know, you know, with respect to, you know, like her keeping a, you know, a nice house and stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love getting my plate. You know, it's just, it's just me. So I'm not going to say it's not none of that. But, you know, I was missing. I was like, after two months, I'm going to miss you. So knowing it was going to be a year and a half, I was like, okay, let me do some phone calls, put in some um, transfers. So um, UC San Diego pretty much told me, you're too far along in your program. We mm-hmm. can't, we have a minimum credit because it was only going to be like a semester and a half that I had left, I think, or two semesters. Well, it's a year and a half, so that's technically three semesters. But regardless, it wasn't enough credit hours left. They were just like, not going to happen. We won't, you need to do like at least half your time here for us to accept you. And, and engineering is usually a five-year degree. So they pretty much, they didn't tell me to apply. They were like, no, it's not going to happen. What was it? Uh, San Diego State. I didn't want to go because no offense to any San Diego States, but the engineering program isn't that great. But I was, again, I was like, let me let me shoot the dice. And their requirements were so low. It's like a 2.5. I was like, I got a 3.9, dude. It's It's nothing. So, they rejected me. I was like, I feel some t- I was like, bro, like really? salty again, huh? Yeah, because well, a lot of salt with this one, TJ. A lot of salt. Yes. Like I'm just thinking, I'm like, bro, like you want to do this to me, you know, Denzel quote. Oh, but, <laughs> but no, I was just like, what are you talking about? So I just, but so end up, I, I couldn't transfer. I had to finish my degree. So to kind of bring it back, I know it's long winded. It's when I, um, when it was time to actually come here, we already had been separated for a year and a half. You know, we would, you know, fly out every three months and either she'll come to me or I'll come to her. But 
yeah, I was like, dude, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be with my wife. It wasn't, it was no questions at that point. We were separated for, I like, I would never want to be separated for that amount of time again. And that's where it was just like, not nah, like it was an easy decision. So yeah, I turned down all those positions and I say I was salty, but I already knew what it was. I was like, you know, I'm going to go here. Um, because that was, that was the only option. So by that time now, if it was like, if I wasn't separated, I think it would have been a little bit harder to turn down that type of money to stay. Um, well, Josh, you remember that, right? Cause when yeah. I checked in, yeah. you were my sponsor and yeah. you had to take me to the barracks. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, her husband in Chicago. Yeah. Like, okay. Like that's, and they, and they, they didn't want to let me stay there. And they were like, well, if you I just thought like it, I, I thought it was strange because your husband wasn't in the Navy. Right. Right. And I, I, this is just, you know, uh, I was just a, newish first class right mm-hmm. and um you know still young younger in the navy mm-hmm. and i was just like damn like yeah. so her husband just going to school in chicago still like right damn, that's like okay like okay then i guess it's it, it was different mm-hmm. it wasn't right or wrong or anything i don't, I don't fucking care what anybody does in their in their relationship mm-hmm. but it was just so different to hear like damn she got like a civilian man and he going to school in chicago and now she's here different. like what, 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 hey, when's he coming out? What's he doing? Be like, honest, what is, I mean, what, what did you think? What were your assumptions? I, was like, I, know. I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and I, I really, like, really, I had no assumptions. Just kind of like, fuck, like, uh, because you got to remember, like, um, was that 2013? Nikki, my wife, had just barely moved out to San Diego. So I had gone through similar things mm-hmm. where we're long distance um, for. What was it? I think uh, a year, shit, a year and a half too. I think because mm-hmm. I came out of San Diego in the in August, Ju- uh, June, July, July, August time frame, two thousand eleven. She did not come out until the next year, uh, maybe springtime or something. I think I forget exactly. Mm-hmm. I think springtime or something like that. Mm-hmm. So may- maybe almost a year or something, and um. It was a lot of the same thing, you know. It's kind of one of those, you know, you you know, you're with the one when you can't be apart anymore, like that, right? Right. And it's just like, man, like what? Like, yeah, you're having fun. You know, I was with my roommate, my boy, and we was it was cool. We was having a good time. But what I really wanted to be doing and hanging out with wasn't there. Right. And so, you know, Nikki, she had her own things going on, being a nurse and this and that, and trying to figure out. Her career, kind of like yourself, earned is like, what is she doing? This and that. So until she made the decision, I remember she came out and visited. And one day she told me, she's like, hey, I'm going with my homegirl um, who joined the Navy immediately after graduating college in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they graduated together in Hawaii. Her homegirl joined the Navy immediately, like the next week or whatever. Boom. She's out to ODS, commissioned everything. And Nikki said, hey, I'm going with my homegirl to... uh Talk to a Navy recruiter. I was like, oh, oh, really? Mm. Like, okay. Like, I didn't know that was part of your trip out here, if I'm remembering it correctly, right? Right. But I didn't have no, like, I was just like, oh, that's news. And then it was followed up like, okay, have fun. Like, let me know how it goes, (laughs) right? Because I knew where she was at and everything. And I knew, really, as a nurse, yeah, you could go a lot of places, but like a brand new nurse, there's like a high chance of where you could be San Diego. 
And I mean, um, were you worried about, you know, of course, I, I think there's a stigma about women in the military. Were you kind of worried about that? I mean, she's she's not an ugly girl, so. No, um, because. No, no, I wouldn't say I was worried. Mm-hmm. I was aware mm-hmm. that, you know, she could be hit on. Right. That, you know, guys might come after her or try to hook. Now, I won't say try to hook up because that means she's giving them the opportunity. Right. But I knew she wouldn't give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really concerned with that. Right. And you got to remember, like, Nikki is from a military family mm-hmm. of, of, like, and now, you know, especially in t- t- of nothing but chiefs. Mm-hmm. So she is very aware of how the military, she was more aware of how the military works than I ever was when I was, like, a junior sailor. Nice. Right. Yeah. So there's a, a level of, I knew she knew completely what she was getting into. Right. It was, she, was, she wasn't an 18 year old or 22 year old college grad, like needing to pay shit off mm-hmm. coming into the Navy. Like, Oh, you know, th- this is my opportunity to pay these things and I'll do this and we'll see how it goes. No, she knew what the fuck the business was. Mm-hmm. Like her dad's a retired mass chief. Right. Right. She, she's very, very well aware of, of it all. Right. She knew her ranks. She knew salutes and, and courtesies right. and things, you know? So I would never say I was worried um, I was just aware that a lot of times us military men, right, do not treat our sisters in the best regards, which, you know, you get their stories and, and horror stories is what they are out there. So, you know, my concern was like, hey, um, and she's always like this. She's always been like, especially during her time of service, you know, she deployed on the Mercy in 2015 while I was deployed oh, I also. Yeah, oh. we deployed within like two weeks of each other. Right, I deployed on the ship. Um, it was like May, in the middle of May. Two weeks later, she deployed. So we we're both deployed in 2015 at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, this is before kids or anything. Right, we dropped the dogs off at my parents' house, and that's all we had. And we were both deployed, and then she got back a month or two before me. And w- and it's one of those things like she already knows how it goes. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those. Um, she never drank when she went out on Liberty. She went with the same person or the same two people on Liberty because she knows what can happen on Liberty. Smart, yes. You know, because like I said, like, her family is all military. Her dad has raised her well. You know, she's heard, she knows the stories and everything, right? So she never allowed herself to be put in any kind of questionable situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she was always the sober one, always looking out for her friends, things like that. So... I will. I'll say I never had a worry at all about uh, about anything happening, mm-hmm. right, good or bad or whatever. But that doesn't mean I didn't worry about her. There's always a worry of your loved one, right? Especially, right. I mean, Ernest. I hope you feel the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the horror story happening to him, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't stop that. You could do all the right things, and then that fucking asshole comes along as a piece of shit and does the wrong thing, right? And and puts your loved one in that situation, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about that. Um, I think too often the the spouse, you know, on the male side or the man side of it, um, doesn't understand that, right? I know uh, you you're going through you're going through a what class, right? A sapper class, or sapper, I know yeah. you've done that a lot in mm-hmm. your career. So I mean, you can speak to it more than me. I'm I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with the I'm familiar with the program, but not never been a rep or anything like that, but. You know, it's just one of those, like, 
it's a sad it's a sad truth of like well what 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 were you doing even in society right what were you doing right why'd that happen man shut the fuck up man like I never I never had a question that my wife would ever put herself or do anything or contribute to a situation of mm-hmm. anything right you and, know and I. Just, I I know Nikki too. Uh, I don't think she would either. Yeah, she holds herself very appropriately. Um, and just if I may speak to that, um, because I talk to I talk about this a lot with my junior sailors about Navy environment, and especially on deployment. And, and I'm I, I keep it really real with them, um, and I t- I draw off on my experiences because yeah, I mean. You can say me and Ernest has a, a great love story, right? And, you know, 16 years and we're still in it. But I don't ever want to paint the picture that it was ever perfect. Yeah. I don't ever want to paint that to anybody. And I tell my junior sailors, um, yeah, I've been with my husband prior to boot camp. We've been married 16 years. But uh, that was a lot. Um, speaking of, like, you know, infidelity, it's it's rampant in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, both me and Ernest, we've both on both sides, it happened. That's just, that's just the truth. Um, if I wasn't in the Navy, can I say it would happen? I don't know. Uh, do I attribute some of that to the Navy? A little bit. Um, my first deployment, I'm not going to say where, when. My first deployment in the Navy, uh, I kind of went into it like, okay, it's, it's, it's my first deployment, you know, whatever. I got all the stories from all the old salty people, right? This is what goes on on deployment, yada, 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 right? And I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, And that is what exactly went on deployment. I went there, you know, I had my head on straight, went there to do a job. And I remember uh, it was like a Marine guy or somebody that liked me, right? At one of like the base clubs or something. And I wasn't trying to give him no play. I was like, hey, I'm married, yada, yada, yada. And... The, the females that I was with, right, my shipmates, told me, what do you mean? Why are you not giving him no play? Like, this is what we do. Yeah, that's sad. And, and as a 19-year-old, I was like, huh? But I'm married. I thought that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not, right? Trej. I know. <laughs> and I was just like, and I kind of, to be honest, I kind of was like outcasted. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you call me weak, whatever you want to call me. It was, you know, peer pressure, all that stuff going on. And after so many deployments, that became like that's the norm. And if you don't do it, you know, something is wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, of course, I kept that a secret for a long time until I finally came out and told my husband. And on his end, he finally came out and told me as a spouse that's staying at home, and, you know, going through engineering school and all this other stuff, this is what I did. So we both disclosed stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I tell my junior sailors that to say this, that we put in the work. It was a point in time where we were both staring at divorce in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we're going to do. We don't like each other. It's not worth it. But we put in the work. Fleet family support, shout out. You know, we went to counseling. It helped a lot. And we both asked ourselves, do we really want to be here? You know, and the, and the answer to that was obviously yes, because you're here now today. Uh, yes, it was. It was yes. And after that, we kind of had to rebuild. Yeah. 
you know, we kind of had to say, okay, you know, what don't you like? Well, I'm glad Ernest is better at rebuilding this relationship than that fucking remodel of a house you guys got oh, going. It's on. Still going. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, like everything I rebuild, it's nice. Yes. <laughs> as long as it's nice. It might take time, yeah, but it's yeah. nice. No, so, that's right. So, so I tell a lot of, you know, chiefs, you know, I tell them, um, you know, yeah, you can mentor your sailors and guide them on evals and leadership and all that, school, whatever. But you also have to draw upon your experiences and kind of mentoring them in that aspect, too. You know, look, hey, we're going on deployment. Who's married? Okay. Yeah. This is, you know, this is what it is. This is what has happened to me. This is not what you want to go through. And you know I, I'd saying? say uh, to, to tag along with that is, like, don't make other people feel that they're they have to or they're inclined to because you feel that way. Exactly. Right? Because you know that that unfortunately happens and people drag other people into their their circles mm-hmm. of like hey, you know, it's all right, you, you know, we could do that. It's to, no, man, like if if someone has their their moral compass pointed in the right direction, mm-hmm. And yours maybe isn't. That doesn't mean they need to go, like, let them do their thing. If you want to go do yours, go do yours. But let them do theirs, too. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, you know, to me, it's kind of like blackmailish, right? It's like, oh, man, we all need dirt on each other. Mm -hmm. And I know, listen, I know that happens in the Chiefs mess, Mm -hmm. right? Which is just totally wrong. You don't need to have dirt on nobody to make sure that they're, doing the same tone, the same line or anything like that. If that person don't want to do that, that person wants to do this. I'm not here to judge nobody. You go do whatever you want to go do on your time. I'm not running back telling anyone to look, I'm here. I'm riding an elephant. I'm doing riding a camel. You know, I'm taking the tour. I'm chilling on FaceTime with my boo in my hotel. Exactly. Whatever. But, um, yeah, that's a, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of, I think, we get caught up on what we're trying to train to and it's the, um, you know, to to get Joe with it, the technical and institutional stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But we forget that this is something I mentioned uh, in one of the other pods is like, we forget that we should just be raising up in the Navy, like a better person, right? A contributing member to the Navy. Exactly. Via being a good person. Exactly. Right. Just like when we're raising kids, right. Is like I'm raising my children to be good people. No, I'm not raising Mike or Penelope to be a specific thing and working in a cog of the machine of society. Yep. No, I just want them to be nice and respectful. I think I was talking with this about Nick, mm-hmm. uh, with Nick. Um, yeah, I'm just, I just want them to be nice and respectful to be a contributing mm-hmm. member. I don't care what they do as that contributing member as long as they're nice and respectful for it. Right. Yeah. You're doing a good job. I see it in them already. Uh, no, I love they're my heathens, man. Don't get me started. On that. Anyways, <laughs> but um, I, I want to say something else though too, and I, I'm not on the side of oh, you're married, you got to stay in your hotel room and do nothing or be married, because uh, that's not what it is. Uh, when I was at RDC, you know what I told all my sailors or all my recruits, right before they came sailors, I told them if you are thinking about getting married to your high school sweetheart. Or if you if you think you want to get married to your little A school boo, you know, do me a favor. Wait. Do a couple deployments. Okay? And if you still feel the same way, if you think you're in love, by all means, go ahead. But just do a couple deployments first and revisit that. Right? I, I, I tell them that all the time. And they're like, huh? And I forgot 
at, at one point that I told my, told my recruits this and I have one of my recruits or sailors now on Facebook and he had posted something saying his girl was waiting for him to propose or whatnot. And I comment, I'm like, Hey, what's taking you so long to propose to that, to that girl? And he hit me up, right? He DM me. He was like, you know, petty officer at the time. He's like, petty officer, you told me to wait. You told, <laughs> you, you told me to do a couple of deployments. I said, touche. I said, I only got one under my belt and right. it was pretty fun. So I don't know. <laughs> right. right. And I said, you know what? Touche. I said, I'm glad, I'm glad you were actually listening. And that's all I ever want, especially like being a chief that they're listening and that I can, you know, draw from my experiences experiences and kind of make them a better person in that aspect that that's all I ever want. I don't care about anything else. That's good. I mean, that that's what it should be. Uh, you know, you are the chief and mm-hmm. Ernest that would make you the chief spouse, right? <laughs> Which usually is a big deal, right? Uh, usually it's the chief's wife, you know, and like in my case, right? I know Nikki likes to throw out jokes about it, and, and we have our own little inside jokes about all that life. Hey, but shout out to Nikki. You know, she's engineer, nurse. She's doing her thing. She, she, uh, she's my number one I, and I only. This. I know this. Okay. I know this. But um, so how would, have you noticed like a change, Um, not necessarily in Trije, but like a, a – from when she she made chief, right? Have you noticed like any changes of her or how she you know contributes to the navy or changes like um when when you're going to events or anything like that? How, like, tell me what it's like to be a chief husband. <laughs> um, I did want to address uh, just what she had uh, just finished up with is uh, the biggest thing. I do think there is a culture. Um, in the Navy. Yeah. And it's on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's on just like you guys out there running right rampant. Trust me. The spouses are too. Um, but the, the biggest thing is I think that's something that maybe should be talked about prior to deployment. I don't know if you guys do, but on both sides too, it's like, Hey, look now, mind you, we got married young. So, you know, a lot of this was, you know, we just didn't get that time. Um, but I would also say that it, it sounds bad, but it was one of like the best things that could have happened. The reason I say that is because, um, like we said, we got to a point where we were just like, you know what? We, you know, we're both independent. We both financially stable, you know, we could be business partners, keep the rental properties and do what we got to do. But we started thinking about, future and what we wanted to do and who we wanted to be with. And like, I knew I didn't want to be with anybody but her. And then she knew she didn't want to be with anybody but me. And that feeling, because we both had the option to leave and just cut the feeling of knowing the person's not with you for any type of financial gain, anything other than just the fact that they want to be with you. Love. Yeah. Because we had the option to go and it's just like, well, why like why would I give up this person yeah that I've been with this t- for this amount of time and that like no one understands me like you know she does and 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 vice versa it's just it, it's it's the small things it's just like wait but it's almost it puts you at ease now knowing like because I know I had a gang of uh Navy um clients when I used to work for uh the Navy 
and they would tell me, oh, you know, she just whooped me for my chief paycheck, and, you know, she just, you know, this and that, or I know she's doing this. And it that kind of that thought process, and I can see why, and it happens in the civilian world, too. This yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But then now knowing that she just wants to be with me, like. With, yeah, yeah, with you. Just, just me. Yeah. With all my, you know, with knowing me and whole, the whole me, too, because, yeah. you know, I held that in for so long. You know, I told myself, okay, I'm not doing it anymore, so it didn't happen. But then it was like a relief. It was like, oh, she knows me. She still loves me. We still can build, and now we can learn from it. And, you know, and we usually share the story with people because people usually think of it as taboo, but we share because – we want people to know that one is happening. It's not abnormal, but also that, you know, you can, you can move on from it. You could be worked through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you truly want to be there, cause it's just work. It's, if you want to be there, you're going to do work. Um, but to your question with respect to, um, her changing as a chief, honestly, no, she didn't really change because I, and she says this all the time. So I know you guys probably know she thought she was a chief and, or, and or officer since she was an E1. Like, she's always been about helping people, which I endure that of her because I'm a more of a mean person. I'm like, I'm tough love. She's like, <laughs> you're, you're more of a sh- um, strict person, I would um, say. She's always been about building and helping. And, and so, really, the only thing that changed was the paycheck. Yeah. She's starting to be compensated for the work she was already doing. Um, so, I really, you know, now... I'm trying to think. I think of one. I'm trying to think of one time I did say I was like, "Ah, oh, you got your khakis on." You know, you think, I, 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 I think I think the first time you ever said anything is when uh, when I made chief and we went through the gate for the first time. Ah, I love going I, through I, the I, gate. I, I think that, I think I think when when the uh, when the ma said, you know, hey, have thanks, a good, chief. Thanks, chief. You know, yeah, have a good yeah, day. Yeah, I love it. He was so salty. He was like. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Chief. I was like, what? You know, me and Nikki have a regular occurrence, like, every week where, you know, if we go through the gate, um, like, so for most people that know me know, like I said, Nikki is prior, right, officer. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Shout some, out. yeah, Shout out. that's my boo, man. That's my boo. And I was sometimes when they scan her ID, it comes up as lieutenant still, and they still give her a salute. Yeah. Right, so there's been a couple times with me where, and then uh, I think she, she had an old cat card from her reserver, I have something, but like, so for instance, one time we met down at the passing ID, so she get her updated, um, um, what you call it? What's your, what's your little card? Oh, dependent you ID. Like you yeah, know, right? no, I couldn't think of the word. I couldn't think know. of the word. So she got her dependent ID right, and she updated her cat card, so she has both. Okay. And we come through the gate. We're going to the exchange there on 32nd. And she goes, she's ahead of me. And I see her throw her ID out the window. Uh-huh. And then I see the MA, you know, pop pop up straight. Oh, yeah. Right hand up mm-hmm. and salute. I was like, this girl really did pull out. Because in, in the passing <laughs> ID, I was like, oh, yeah, look at that. Because, you know, uh, she had to update her dependent ID because I was getting paid and everything. So we had to go do mm-hmm. all that. I was like, look at that, you know, you got your chief, your chief spouse ID now, oh, you know, no, you, you, you official girl, <laughs> like you official. And she's like, whatever, da, 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 da. And damn sure, first chance she gets, she goes there. And then we pull up 
And she's like, hey, you see how they still salute me? Mm, I was like, oh, come on. So like every time we go through, um, it's it's funny because it just happened like two weeks ago. She had to pull out her phone and put it up on Instagram. But, um, you know, they're like, hey, all right, thank you, chief. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm polite. And it's nothing that like I don't need it, right. but whenever they do it, I always kind of look at, look side eye a little bit to her and like, yeah, you hear that, boo? Okay, but yeah. when she was active, what? And she got saluted. How did you feel about that? I, I was still proud of her. So you know, <laughs> what, so did proud. They ever salute? Your, so yes. Know. So there's one time. This is back in the day before kids and everything when she had her little scion, and we we're going to uh, North Island. Mm-hmm. This was before they got rid of stickers. Mm-hmm. Right, so she had the blue sticker, mm-hmm. right the the decal, and um, we're driving on base. I'm I'm driving because I drive, okay. Like I don't I don't like I don't my girl don't ever drive. That's just me. Like unless it's late night and I'm tired and I got to take her. She need to drive for the road trip. Nice. She don't drive, so um, not because she don't want to, just because it's like me. It's a me thing, right? So we pull up through the, in, in the base gate. I pull out my ID, and this is when I was still first class. I think. yeah, easily yeah in the Scion. Mm-hmm. And um, show my ID. He grabs it. He's looking at it. I see him look down at the decals. What to do? And he's like, uh, uh, "Whose car is this?" I was like, "Yo, is this dude for real?" I was like, "It's my wife's." Right, because we were married at the time. So he now he's confused. He's like, "Wait, what?" Right. I see a I see an E six P O one. Right. And he with a blue sticker. Right, his wife. There's something awry here. Yeah, oh my right. god! Like I'm he's he's got to get too. to the bottom of this. Right. You know, like calm down there, fucking Batman. Okay, <laughs> and he like he like you know does the peek under. He, you know, because the car's lower, so he got mm-hmm. like look down in the window and he, he looks over, looks at her, and he's like, "All right, go ahead." I go, "Aren't you going to render your salute?" Oh no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I was about to." No, you. Yes, I damn did. did, and I've done it since then too. Like while she was active duty, still petty. Yes, all the way. You are going to give my wife her salute, but your wife is not in the car. No, 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 no. Not no. She was in the car. Oh, she was in the car. She was in the car. Okay. Yeah, he looked down and looked at her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. There's there's a few times, less than a handful, of where I'd be driving and they'd ask for both IDs, and we'd give them, and they'd look. And you could just see the fucking <laughs> the hate them. on their face. Oh, this motherfucker got an officer wife. What like what the fuck ever? And step my game up. Right, right. And I'm like, yo, like, don't don't hate playing. Like, you can do it. You just gotta know how. I mean, were you ever in the car by yourself though? Do they still have to salute if you're No, I don't give fucking she ain't not in there. What okay. are you saluting? The little sticker? Okay. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it is only when she was in the car, there's a few times where they yeah, just they like, salute, yeah. they'd look at it and they, it'd be like the nonchalant, like, I ain't fucking salute this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> there's an officer in the vehicle. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> For real. And she'd be like, thanks, boo. I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. They're going to salute my wife, man. They're going to salute my wife. I ain't like going to let that know. That's, I like that. That's I not sliding. I ain't going to lie. I had a spouse moment when she made chief. I just thought about it. I remember we went to pass an ID. She made chief. I don't think you were getting paid yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what happened. So, what does they do when you guys are not getting paid yet, but you go and update your cat card? They, they keep they keep uh, E six. Yeah, it says E six. Yeah, it like says CPO. Yeah, CPO. Yeah. So we go and pass. We have you know appointment. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. 
They hand me my ID back. I'm like, what? My wife's an E7. Why does it say <laughs> uh-uh. Sir, she's not getting paid. I'm like, I'm just. She is a chief. Exactly. <laughs> Shoot, I felt like one of the spouses, you know, one of the wives. I was oh like, oh my God. Hardest job in the Navy. You know? Ernest. I've been, I've been down. You gotta give me my E7. Look, I just looked at my ID too, just to verify. It still say E6. Man, you gotta get that up. Hey, what are you doing over there, Chief? You gotta update your dependent, man. Come on. My ID say uh, Chief. That's what it says. So, so the, other than that, there's nothing. Nothing, uh, <clears throat> nothing no, no. that uh, stands out or anything. No, not really. She, like I said, she she's always she's just been her. You know how. We, how do you like it? Like, you know, we've been to khaki balls together and stuff because me and TJ have been stationed a couple times together now. Yeah, why do you follow me? Uh, you guys need to go. Yeah. Why Anyways. You, yeah. I, actually, you know, it's meat, so I ain't tripping. Wheat and whiskey, hey, keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, like, how do you feel? Like, did you go to any kind of, like, command balls or anything, like, with her before? And then that, like, atmosphere versus... Going to the khaki ball, do you like? Is it different? Is it the same? Is it just like an elevated level of it? Like, how do you like it as a spouse? You know, do you feel like because you know the Chiefs mess? You know, we're always it's this camaraderie and you know brother sisterhood thing. Do you feel that when when you're amongst us and we're amongst each other, or do you just kind of feel like oh no, like okay, y'all just getting together to to party? I will say, I was kind of probably still is, but I was kind of sorry. Navy spouse so but then it was partially her too because I remember like we went to like her first command I think we went to the Navy ball or something right we didn't go to a ball for years after that and then I, I asked her like you ashamed of me like <laughs> why are you taking me out yeah you know um so but then I you know it wasn't that big deal to me I'm like, I ain't trying yeah. to get dressed up whatever um but I think the one that was honestly one of the most memorable ones was um, at R- R- RTC. Yeah, it, like, it was the Navy balls. It's pretty. They put on like, a pretty good Navy ball. Like, we just had a good time. Like, yeah. Like, and I, and I was back when I had my three fifty Z. So you know, and like all all the uh, all the RTCs knew like I was working on it. So like RTCs be asking, oh, he put some new wheels on it. So you was popular. He you know, and I was cool. You know, you know, and you you as you know, because me and you are cool. I'm usually you know, involved more than I should be Um, with, you know, her coworkers and just, you know, the, well, I've been around the military for forever. Like even now, like every day with my current employment, I'm still talking to military members every day. So it was just used to it. But like, we just, man, we had a good time. I'm like, Everybody was dancing. Even like, wasn't the CEO on the floor? Yeah. I mean, it was just, everybody let loose. Dancing, uh, it, it was just a good time. Our RDC puts on, I don't know if they still do, they put on a good uh, Navy ball. So, I've never been to a Navy ball. No? No, I, probably I will never was, go. I think that was the only one we've been to, but you know, the only reason why I went to that one is I think I was part of the committee. Oh, so you, Mando. Yeah. You had to go. Yeah, so, yeah. but it ended up being a good time. And I think in the Navy, probably it's like a lot of people probably look at that stuff like, yeah. I don't know that, you yeah, know, I think and I'm the, guilty of it too. It's the know? work of having to make sure you get the uniform together exactly. and all of that medals. work, at least on our side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The metal to this or that. Um, it's not that I've never wanted to go. It's just, I know like, um, it's one of those, like, depending on, to me, 
depending on if it's command one or what, like I know Nikki does not like to uh, do those things, right? Again, like she grew up as a Navy brat, right? And her mom kind of had trained her, for lack of better terms, and, and molded her, you know, and so there's things that where it's like, yep, nope, I'm never going to do Like ombudsman, Nikki, nope. Like when, when, you know, the command comes out, like, oh, we like everyone's uh, spouse contact information like for the me. ombudsman newsletter. Nope, skip me. That, that's I'm like, well, they, they want everyone. No, man. Like, you didn't <laughs> hear me? My spouse does not want to hear from your ombudsman. And, you know, you can say that's a good thing, bad thing, whatever. My wife is one of the, she doesn't need help at home, right? She's never needed help at home. She, there's, we haven't ever had help at mm-hmm. home. She was raised that you need to be able to do it on your own without relying on others because you cannot rely on others. Right. You know, and, and that's my mother-in-law, you know, love the woman. She, mm-hmm. She's raised a, a great woman to be able to take care of everything at the house. And she watched her, like I said, Nikki watched her mom take care of it all. When my father-in-law was gone, you know, the, the deployments, mm-hmm. the this, the that, the, you know, everything. So it's, like I said before, it's nothing new to my wife watching me get up early, watching me leave the pier, right? you know, being, having me gone. And that's why, you know, when we talk about retirement, um, she cannot wait for the day. I know. You know what I mean? I like know. you think I'm excited about it in the future. Like all she ever says, and you know, we, you guys have talked, we've all talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's like, she's perfectly okay with me being a stay at home husband. Right. Should we be able to financially afford it and everything? Because she's, she's just straight up like, I'm tired of you being gone. Right. I respect that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, that's cool, you know, because like like you kind of mentioned, Ernest, right? When you was working with them military men, the oh, the wife's just in it for the check and this and that, you know. The, yeah. Like, look, I'm not the breadwinner up in this house, you know. <laughs> how do you, <laughs> you guys kind of. You and Trajay. <laughs> how, how do you guys kind of navigate that josh with you you're very social yeah uh and a lot more than nikki obviously mm-hmm. but you're very social so i mean do you ever want to go to those events or do you ever want to do more like well yeah yeah well I, no it's like yes i would consider it mm-hmm. and sometimes i mention it like hey this happened you want to go but i'm not hurt when she says no right Right. You know what I mean? Especially now that you know we have kids, is. like, right. you know, and let's, uh, let's just omit the last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was, my, my feelings, they hurt. If she don't want to go, she don't want to go. You know what I mean? Like if she, if she's like, nope, don't want to go to it. Okay. Well, how about we go on a date? How about we go do this instead nice. or something? Yeah. Right. Like I just want to get out. This is a thing we could to go do, you know, but also uh, as social as I am, if I were to go to a Navy ball, I would rather it be with a group of people that I trust and am close to right. than just showing up by myself and grabbing a, a seat and like putting her in a situation where she's got to sit around a bunch of military spouses. Right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. <laughs> you know, because if it ain't Ernest, which is the, like, you know, one of the few other military spouses she knows, mm-hmm. right? It's like random other person, What she don't want to hear from them. And like I said, I know so much of it is just her upbringing. Right. You know, it's just like, it's whatever. It's, it's, it's not interesting to her. That's You cool. know what I mean? And um, like I said, it's interesting to me because I just want to see it. 
But it's nothing where I'm going to look back in my career and be like, man, I wish I would have been going to more Navy balls. Mm -hmm. If I could get one under my belt, that'd be cool. I'm not going to, you know, like, it won't be the first. Yeah, it's not. And it's not going to be the first memory I think about when I'm retired. Oh, hey, honey, remember that Navy ball we went to? It was a great time. And then what? Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just one night in, in a 22-year career. Right. Yeah, you know what honestly, I mean? It, like, you know, like your question, is it different between, like, the, the khaki ball? And I would say not really. Because yeah. I, well, I guess we don't even know what one khaki ball. One. I can say um, one. Yeah, the and one we went the to. Only, up in, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the only reason that was cool, well, one, the hotel was nice. Yeah, yeah. the hotel was really nice. Um, Like, the room. I was like, <laughs> I, didn't we stay an extra night? Like, we paid to, to We stay? tried to. Or they went. Okay. We tried to, but. It didn't. But honestly, the only thing that made that fun was that we knew everyone there. It was yeah. different. Where you know, because we yeah, we had our own little table. table yeah, you know? yeah. So it's it's one of those things where, so like me and Nikki was talking. It's not like oh, some random spouse. Like right. You know, I, I think when you're at the command, command you're usually sitting within department or something. But when you start getting to the bigger balls and parties and stuff, mm-hmm. you start getting more randos, and then it's like you don't know what you're ending up with. Right. You know what I mean? Are you getting ending up next to the disgruntled, you know, spouse that, you know, husband is over there, three sheets to the wind, fucking plastered (laughs) out of their fucking minds. And she's just there like fucking pissed and waiting to go home. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's a good time, isn't it? And she's like, no, it's my sixth Navy ball. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know, like, wow. I think at that point it's just politics. Yeah. But, you know, at the Navy ball we went to, it was. None of that. Like, it was just a good time. Well, there. I don't know. I I feel like because we went to two. We went to one in, I, I don't know if I should say the location. Mm. Uh, your first, China Lake. Uh-huh. Because remember, they set us next. I think we sat next to CO there, too. I was like, dude, how y'all that wasn't You want to talk about politics that wasn't, next to the CO That time. wasn't a Navy ball. Who was it? I don't know what it was. I can't remember, but that wasn't a Navy ball. I think it was like some type of award ceremony, but. Cause yeah, we were talking to the guy, you know, and he was cool. That's the funniest thing. Cause you know, when I, when I did work for the military, every time I trained a chief, I mean, not a chief, um, sorry, no disrespect, no problems. I feel like y'all looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I train like a, a CEO, any really high ranking officer for the most part, at least to civilians, they were always super duper cool. Like mm-hmm. just mellow. So this guy, we talking to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And like he was talking to Shajay. Mind you, this is her first command, so I can't remember. I think she was maybe E two, E three. And then he, she was like, "Oh, uh, like I think he he slipped it in there." And we were like, "Oh, <laughs> we stood, you know, they set up a little, sat up a little straighter." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the base CEO. The funny thing is, when I used to teach the the CFL course, the the most problematic people <laughs> was always like the incense. I'm like, bruh, sit down. Because rank don't it's matter it's here. Yeah, like, you, everyone's in the class just to learn the yeah, same thing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and at the end of the day, the Navy gave me the power. So <laughs> you, you want to go home, you don't want to call your command and tell them you got to refund that hotel room, the yeah. rental car, that per diem. So I'm like, just chill out. But Man. yeah, like, because everybody that was hiring, even the chiefs are usually cool too. Everybody's there. We trying to have a good, like, really learn something, have a good time. I don't know. It's just weird though. I, I I didn't notice that. It's like I think there are too, a lot of times, and you know, I'm speaking in general. Uh, g- in general, like uh, some of them just coming in too young, so they thinking, oh, 
I'm a somebody. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Pretty uh, pretty norm, I think. Man, dang, we're about to retire. Hopefully. Yeah, I met Josh in it, it was 2014. Yeah, is what it was. Yeah. I didn't know what to think when I met Josh. I th- I may have told you about him when I first met him. Loud talking, just I didn't know what to think. I thought, damn, she's driving this Infinity. I was I was driving the Infinity oh, yeah. at the time. I was like, okay, and then I thought, mm. you were driving because like, I don't Silverado, even... right? Or or your little broke down. Oh yo, don't talk about that car, that what? truck. Okay, that's my seventy two K five Blazer. That thing was a gem. It's, it's okay, broke down, but okay, it didn't like you. <laughs> um, uh, what I have at the time, Silverado. No, no, maybe I just got it. No, maybe I just got it. When did you get there? Two thousand fourteen. But what month? Because I bought it in March. I might have just got it, but I also had my little blue Mazda truck. Did Did you see that one? I never. See- uh, I, I no, had, I think I did. I had a little blue. I, I bought it down in San Ysidro. It was like an '88 <laughs> B2, B twenty two hundred with like a blue uh, metallic candy paint with the with the chrome trim around the wheel wells. That's the first thing I ripped off. I was gonna say this. You from Arizona, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It had a, a spray painted. Um, I had gotten rid of my previous. I had an eleven Silverado. I sold back, got rid of it, and I was just downsizing to save some money. And I went and bought this thing for twelve hundred dollars cash, little five speed. Uh, the whole inside was painted white, like they had pulled off all the insides and spray painted it. What the? Um, hey, twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred bucks. Why would you buy? Why do you need no that? tailgate? The no no tailgate on why, it. Why do you need that? What do you mean why do you? Need it didn't. Like, no, I had gotten rid of my truck. I need at that time. I needed a vehicle. Yeah, and I was saving money. To work. And me and Nikki, because Nikki moved out. When Nikki moved out here, that was the truck I had. That was the truck I had when mm-hmm. she moved out was my little Mazda. And uh, there's my boo right there. We're talking about the little Mazda, honey. You better say it. Uh-oh. Thank you. So I picked her up at the yo. So <laughs> Wait, Nikki, I was picked her up the at the hotel. Not at the hotel. I picked her up <laughs> at the. Now. I picked her up at the airport. So she flew in, right? I was like, "Hey, um, y'all be there. I'm gonna get you." I pull up. Well, I had parked it and like parking. I go and get her. She has like two bags, and R.I.P. Because our dog died. Right? Yes. Um, definitely. on Christmas, fucking sad. It, it still eats us up, but um. So she had her dog in her little doggy bag and two luggages. And she's like, she had never, I'd already had the Mazda for a while. Got rid of my Silverado. I'm, I'm just, this is how I rolled for like a year. And she's like, okay, so let's see this little car you got. I was like, yeah, let's go. So it didn't have a tailgate. So I threw her bags up in there. And she's like, are my bags going to fall off? I was like, no, nah, man, we like, we, we, we're going to be pumping down the highway doing 65. No faster. Why does this remind me of us? But okay. Keep going. And, and so I put them, I like put them all the way in the bed. Right. And so the wind, you know, the wind's just going to come over and, and they're heavy. You know, they're not going nowhere unless, you know, I, I'm at a stop sign and I gas it real hard. Just kidding. That's not happening. <laughs> right. So, so I picked her up in it and it was like me. You know, because it's a mini truck is what it essentially yeah. is, right? They're small ass. If you don't mm-hmm. know, Google it. Mazda B2200. Mm-hmm. It's a Corolla with a truck bed. Yeah, it, they're super small. And um, 
So I'm in it, and then we got the little puppy, our little popo in the middle, mm-hmm. and he barking and just like, and then she, and she riding shotgun with me. And it's like a single <laughs> cab, you know, like ain't nowhere to go in this thing. And there's this little stick shift, so I'm like clutching it. And I'm like, yo, let's go, girl. Like fucking <laughs> mobbing. And we mobbed that. We used to mob that thing around. That was that was it. That's what we had. Eventually, like it was maybe a month later, her scion showed up. So that's what we would take to go like actually dating stuff but every now and then i'd be like yo let's just fucking take them let's take the mazda let's take my truck and we'd hop in that bitch we'd go to the gym go do this and this is when i lived in ib right oh, and so like shout when out. we yeah, shout, I, man, I miss imperial mm. beach right oh, y'all still there <laughs> and uh i got up out the hood though um <laughs> hey, hey look. once they started finding dead bodies and stabbings and shit we left gentrification you know we, it is we, getting uh, nicer. Yeah, no, no, real talk. Sorry for cutting you off, but uh, we we went to get a uh, pickup. You know, we usually do a liquor run. You know, mm-hmm. COVID. So we were like, "Hey, what's the the brewery down in Imperial?" Mike Hess. We were like, "Let's go pick up some beers from Mike Hess because we ain't been in a while." And granted, it's it's been like this little secret spot we didn't have because they had street tacos is bomb, right? And beer and, and whatnot. So we we roll up. They didn't renovate it the whole thing. So now it's like what three decks like high. Where's this at now? Imperial Beach. No, but like what what um it's uh Mike Hess, Mike Hess uh, Bury. So Well what street? Like what area? It's just it's like right the there on the water. Oh is it, is it where the Coronado they still got the Coronado it's brewing right spot? Across yeah. From the Coronado. Right they kinda shut them down. Like, yeah, it's right across. You can't miss it. it it's is. not part of the hotel, though. No, no. no that, oh, shit. So it's a whole new thing right there. Yeah, okay. Is it where the subway used to be? They had like a small-ass little subway right next subway to the pier. I didn't know they there. had a subway there. I don't yeah. think it's a subway anymore, but it was like okay. a little building. Yeah, that little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I was kind of, I was like, we go up and we like, wait, one, we used to walk through the side because it was just sand. You know, they literally yeah. had a, what are those called? Those metal boxes. Shipping containers. It's a shipping container that had the brewery in it Conics and they made tacos. tacos. Boom. Damn. You know, so bomb tacos. So we would go before COVID like almost every weekend, like, hey, let's go get some tacos. And yeah. they have live bands and whatnot. So we, so we go like, we ain't going to stay this time. We just going to get some, you know, some beer. They didn't, renovated this out of you know one covid and they're packed when i say packed they said our 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 wait and if we don't get to you within two hours we're dropping you off the list so i'm just like i'm leaving first of all because it's too many people here but it it was nice though you know in my mind i was mad because i was like man y'all didn't you know, this is our like little small spot. It was a we, secret. It ain't yeah. no secret no more. Yeah, but then again, I was like, <laughs> property value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, oh yeah, 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 do that, do that. Now, so me, no, no, we 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 coming up. You know, no, it, IB no IB is mad nice. It, you know, when me and Nikki were there, they were uh, the hotel had just been built. Really, the Coronado Brewing had just been put in. Wow. And you and you could see, and then they're breaking ground across from the uh, the other corner liquor store that's right across from the pier. That's on the corner. It's a big one right there. I forget. I what know you're talking that. about. Yeah. yeah, the one you went. Yeah. So then they're breaking ground right there, and it was like we thought about it. We're like, man, like we we might like should we think about buying a house down here? But the thing is, if you buy a house, just like you guys are doing, and you're part of it, you buy a house, you got renovate the whole thing out there yeah right and, and i mean sometimes and where we were at 
a lot of people are just they're buying it and tearing the whole fucking house down. Yeah, yeah. And that's all. That's a yeah. lot of whole nother expense. And yeah. Nikki was, she was like, I'm not trying. And I was all for it. I was like, we could do this. Like, man, we could, I'm not doing it myself. We paying motherfuckers <laughs> and we give them like three months to get it done. But Nikki was like, no, like, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to move into a house that's finished. That's done. So I could live, I get that. which I, I, I totally understand, you know, and yeah. you know, uh, to me, like that's, that's a losing argument. I ain't got nothing to stand on really. Uh, uh, trust you know? me, it took some massaging. Like we we searched all over San Diego, all the normal areas, and we it really came down to either we couldn't find what we liked or it was something that we liked. But the market out here, if it's something like if you even have an inkling that this is a nice place, there's so many bids on these places that most stuff was going for like 50 to 100 over asking. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired of this. And I, I always wanted a fixer anyway. She wasn't really on board because she knew me and I'm very particular and <laughs> I got to design everything. And it's like, I'm like, no, it's got to be a certain way. And I, she knows I'm going to take time. So she was like, no, nah, I'm not dealing with you. Yeah. But luckily, well, I won't say luckily, but she got worn out. She was like, you know what? I, we're not going to get a house. I'm just, it's not going to happen. We're not. She was like, we were looking at houses, and she was like, "You go, just tell me what happens. I don't care." <laughs> and there's, I mean, y'all, y'all guys, renovation aside, the renovation all obviously made you guys' house very nice and what it is. But it's a nice house. Like when you just come up in the neighborhood, it's nice. It looked good. So you know what I mean? Like it's the, like it's the, it's an old neighborhood that makes you yeah. feel like you're part of a neighborhood. And that was the thing that. It was kind of hard to, it's actually hard to find in San Diego. I feel like um, a lot of the neighborhoods are too manufactured. Like it's, it's just, I remember it was only a couple neighborhoods we went in and was like, wow. It's like where you feel like you want to go talk to your neighbor. Like you just felt comfortable. You know, it's like, oh, this is cool. Like in legit, all our neighbors, well, except Miss Parker, all our neighbors (laughs) talk to me. There's, Um, there's, uh. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but I have to. Quick. There's a neighbor in our neighborhood, right? Well, we're surrounded by prior military. They've been there 30 years plus, so older people, right? Like but there's there's one, and everybody everybody welcomed us with open arms, right? But there's one neighbor, right? Like she has like a, a boob job or whatever, but there's one neighbor. Has, How do you know? It looks like it. It, her, the proportion doesn't match the body. Uh, you concur, I'm sure. So she's the only neighbor that has yet to say hi to me ever. And I'm talking about like we. Maybe been, she feels threatened by you. Why are you waiting for my husband to? Are you waiting for me to leave on deployment? Why would she be doing that? She never talked to any of you. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying you're the only neighbor that has not told me hi out of all the neighbors, and we've been like almost face to face, and you have yet to speak. Well, you know that's how my neighbor is right here. Well, yeah, I've, you know, like, and what does she look like? Who my neighbor? Yeah, that one that hasn't spoke, like a puta. Oh, it better be. <laughs> it better be. No, and Nikki I, knows. Like she, she's same. Like what you were saying, Ernest, of like these homes are so manufactured. It doesn't make you feel like you're in a neighborhood. Like you want to be neighborly. We're very neighborly, but like you know, our one neighbor, he he's retired mass chief. So when we moved in, he was just like, oh, hey, I'm Gil. And then I'm like, oh, so, hey, I'm this. And we're like, oh, you're in the Navy, Navy. Okay, cool. 
And I was like, you know, when I first talked, I was like, so, you know, you a, you a chief, senior chief? He's like, well, I'm a mass chief. I was like, oh, okay, the MC, what's up, man? You know, I was still first class at the time, but he's always been so nice and, and just so, hey, how you doing? And his kids, you know, they're grown up, but every, they're super nice. The ones in front, they just kind of like, hi, like shy, but mm-hmm. say hi. The other one, he's a first class. He's real cool, you know. Um, the ones on the end. They're they're considerate. They wave. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? And keep it moving. But our neighbors directly to the left of us, nothing, nothing. Like you could walk past. And what it was was we'd walk past the wife, and we're like, "Hi, how you doing?" And like she would put her earbuds in and keep oh. walking, oh, yeah. like snotty, like not yeah. not not where it's like we never saw them or maybe they didn't see us wave through the window or something. Right. Excuse me. Like a clear. Like ignorant, like little. Um, yeah. mm, I'm not talking to you. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So you problem? bitchy, huh? So you bitchy. And so then I told you about the story that happened with Nikki in the backyard, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll share with the listeners mm-hmm. um, that might have not heard it. So I had uh, where did I go? I went somewhere. I went on a run somewhere, right? Food or grocery store or something. I get back, and when I left, Nikki was in the backyard tending to her plants. And I get back, and Nikki's standing at the back door with with Penelope on her hip, you know, with that attitude, oh. you know, you know, rocking Girl. the baby on her hip, looking at me. Yes. I was like, why, why are you just standing there? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she goes, in her loud voice, because that bitch, you know, yes. thinks I have COVID. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. And right away, like, I'm, I'm non-confrontational. More than people would would imagine you or are. believe. You are right. Really? Yeah. No, he like, is. If you really get me there, then then things have gone where they should not be. Okay, but it takes it takes a lot. I'm like, honey, get inside. No, they want it, and Nikki's going, and I'm like, oh my god. I was like, I'm trying to just get my wife inside because I think they're bitches. Right. Right. And we're not, they're not friendly. So I don't need to be friendly with them, but I don't need to go out of our way to, I was like, what happened? And she said that they came out and they're like, everyone's along the fence, right? Close working in their yard. Nikki's working in our yard, whatever. Right. Like you don't pay no mind to the other person on the Mm -hmm. other side of the fence. Fence. Right. And I guess the wife came out and in Tagalog or something said like, "Oh, don't go over there near their fence." Oh, Nikki understood they, that shit. Yeah, yeah. They 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 probably have COVID, mm. and some like people really play my wife like she don't know Tagalog and shit, and they and that's what happens. Like it's happened on more than one occasion in different scenarios, <clears> right? <throat> like uh, it happened in another spot where. A bunch of aunties were speaking to Tagalog saying, oh, her purse probably ain't even real. (laughs) (laughs) And Nikki just looked at him. And then one of the other aunties was like, "Um, she understands you and she speaks Tagalog. So, like, you're out of line. And, like, kind of checked her. And then she was like, oops. And Nikki was like, no, it's real. Oh, okay. It's, like, very fucking real. Okay. And uh, not by Miami me, though. (laughs) And uh, But, like, it's just, you know, people are often playing her. Like she don't like she she's not why like she don't speak she, the speak she, the lingo you know what I mean she looks like she might like why what, but, like even if she looked like she might like she might not like why would you even say something like that right. about your neighbors right unless you're just a real bitch ass right stuck yeah. up you stuck up yeah. yeah like yeah you know I've never I've never thought that or said that about any of my neighbors right right except them 
afterwards. You know? <laughs> so, hey, man, because, like, she'll be out, like, walking their kid or something. Because <clears throat> I'm an asshole, right? I'm not confrontational, but I'm an asshole. You know, so now it's I'm <clears throat> You know, clear my throat a little bit. Just be like, don't be out here with me in this in this open air environment because I uh, <clears throat> who knows. <clears throat> right. I'm just an asshole. But like they said, they to me it's like they've asked for it, right? And on different occasions, the husband you could tell. Oh, you know what's funny? I don't know if I told you this. What was funny is after after that happened that night. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, shit. I might have been the same night. A couple nights later or something. We got the kids in bed early. Me and Nikki in bed. We're like, let's just go to sleep. Let's put the TV on, chill. Mm-hmm. And uh, our ring doorbell goes off. What the fuck? Like, who's it? And it's not like, it's early enough. It's mm-hmm. not late, but it's early enough, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe nine-ish or something. So I bring it up. I look at it because, like, someone's, like, ringing the doorbell. Mm-hmm. That's why I went off. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? So I answer. I was like, yeah. And, like, is it like, Hey, it's your neighbor, uh, Bill. This is not his name. It's for his protection. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys order some food? And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, we ordered some food. We just ate. Like, right. We just ate, right? And it was like during the summertime or something. And uh, he's like, because, you know, I think um, maybe we ordered some food, but maybe they dropped it at your house. And I wasn't really listening because I was mm-hmm. annoyed. But I was like, yeah, man, it's not ours, man. Like, it's probably yours. Beat it. Like, mm-hmm. and just like hung up. Cause I was like, yeah, that's your karma right there, bitch. <laughs> like y'all, I should have been like, nope, that's my food. Yep, I ordered it. That's mine. Right. And just be like, ha, fuck you guys, go hungry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. <laughs> like, I like, like it. Yeah, like y'all figure it out. I like you know, it. But it's just back to like the neighborhoods and, and all that. It's like our, our neighborhood is pretty good, you know, but it isn't the friendliest like you see, I guess, in TV shows or something. Yeah, I think it's. It's almost like the Truman Show to me. Like, yeah. Like, I guess it's just like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go to work, come home, go to sleep, cook, go to sleep, repeat. It's not that, let me go outside and stop. And, but yeah. see, all, most of our neighbors are retired, so they're always outside yeah. stopping. Watering plants, doing yeah, something. And, and it, it's really cool, though, because... Um, like everybody's super friendly. Um, like my, except for Miss Parker. Well, yeah, but like my next door neighbor, like he, like he brings us like. Well, he's Filipino. I think his wife is Hispanic, so we get like tamales and like. Uh, oh, they hooking you all up. Oh yeah, man, we get Filipino food. We get tamales. Man, oh, I'm like, okay, bruh. Because and it's not even no questions. It's just like, hey. Hey, we was cooking. You want to come over? Or, you know, now yeah. COVID, he just be like, hey, I'm going to hand it over to Fence. <laughs> but everybody's like super, just, I don't know. It's, our, it's just our different. other neighbor smokes a lot of weed. You ain't got to put him on blast. Well, he does. But he asked me, no, but here, here's the thing. He was like, hey. You want to smoke? Well, no, he didn't ask me <laughs> that. But he was like, hey, I, you know, I know we smoke a lot of weed. So <laughs> I didn't know if it offended you guys. So I wanted to make sure, is there a particular window? <laughs> Like that's that's, that's legit. That's me. nice. And that's like, legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk. It's just consideration. I was like, right? Do you? I'm like, I was like, I ain't smelled nothing. So you good to go? Plus, yeah. I was like, yeah. You know, come on, bro. Like, that's like one of our neighbors. I won't say which one, but they partake, as I like to say. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me at all. It bothers Nikki sometimes, but it's like just where we're placed on the hill here. There, it, like unless you catch a wind, you know, west to east, it's going to linger. 
So it doesn't matter. Like it, you know, I can't be like, "Hey, could you smoke it out the other window?" Because it just, it just, yeah. it, it's not going to matter. You know, and the these houses are so damn close. You know, like mm-hmm. if if I opened up Mikey's window, I could piss into their house. Right, you know, if they, right. you know, hey, let's open up these windows, and you got two windows facing each other. I could piss into your house. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, like it doesn't bother me. It's not like it's it's they. It's, it kind of seems like it's just more a very very loose recreational. You know, medicinal always at night. You know, and yeah. it's nothing bothersome unless you're outside. You know, for us here, but yeah, like um. You know, we exchange gifts for Christmas with a oh, few wow. of the neighbors. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, um, and that's a Nikki thing. Cause she did that when, when, when in Hawaii, mm-hmm. her family, like in whole, that's so in Hawaii where her dad lives and where she, you know, she grew up, spent her high school years or whatever. That neighborhood is like super close and tight. Like they shut, it's in a cul-de-sac, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll shut it down for like New Year's. And they like Hawaii gets down with the firecrackers, nice, right? And all that fireworks and everything. And they start hanging like 20, 30 foot strands of firecrackers from the light posts and like lighting them off and popping. Like, I remember, I forget what year it was, but it was one of the years that we actually went back to Hawaii. While I was there, I never like seen them celebrate like that. But we went back for the holidays on leave, and it was just like everybody was out in that cul de sac popping off and they're all close and tight and it's nice. always it's that aloha spirit of the island you know and all that and everyone's close it's it's just awesome and that's not here but nikki since she grew up like that with a few of the neighbors the military ones specifically right because mm-hmm. we're all military and just so happens they're also filipino that we all exchange gifts during christmas you know, and then this Christmas, one of the neighbors, they brought us some food. So I was like, oh, shit, we doing food this year? Like, y'all didn't even tell me. Right. So, like, I had a brisket. So I was like, I was like, hold on, man. Just, like, wait right here at the door. I got this brisket. Let me cut you up a little half, you know, nice. like That's a, a little pound be. or something. That's how it should be. And, you know, and then they brought us a, it's like a, a yogurt fruit salad. But it's like Filipino style. I don't know what it's called, Nick. You would have to tell you. But, oh, my God. Like, that shit. is if I feel like it's made with, like, um. With like condensed milk, kind of. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's like if you baked it, it'd be like lecher flan, but it, but it has all the all much, bro. I'm just saying, like, Auntie killed that shit. <laughs> he said Auntie killed that shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, hold on, man. Like, I was just sitting down one night, like eating it out of the bowl. Yeah, I didn't serve myself. I was like, this is good. Oh, right I gotta here. look that up. Uh, Did but you tell yeah. Nikki like, hey, uh, you need to get this recipe? Like, like, yeah. Um, well, I mean. If she wanted to make, I don't ever tell Nikki or ask Nikki to make anything. Like, I mean, she knows what I like. And if she wants to adventure out, then that's on her. But I don't, I'm not, shit. I'm good with the, the fried chicken every week, the chicken <laughs> yeah, wings, you know, and, yeah, you, and I mean, whatever you guys, else. You guys both make some good food. Like yeah. Lie, but, uh, but I do have a question. I don't want to take up your time. I know your wife is waiting for you. But why? And that is where it all went crazy. Part two coming up in another episode. And I have to say the, the next uh, 45 minutes of this conversation gets pretty sensitive to some maybe. And it gets pretty deep. So be sure to tune in for the next episode.